This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Alex Foster, www.alexfoster.me.uk. The Canterbury Tales by Geoffrey Chaucer. Edited by D. Lang Purvis. This reading is based on the book The Canterbury Tales and Other Poems. The original text contains poem by Chaucer and a lot of notes and explanations by the editor. To view these, please click on the Gutenberg e-text link on the LibriVox catalogue page of the Canterbury Tales. The Reeves Tale The Prologue When folk had laughed all at this nice case of Absalon and Hendy Nicholas, diverse folk, diversely, they said, but for the more part they laughed and played. And at this tale I saw no man him grieve, but it were only Oswald the reeve, because he was of carpenter's craft, and little ire is in his heart to laughed. He gan to grudge, and blamed it alight. So the eye, quoth he, full well could I him quite. With blearing of a proudy miller's eye, if that me list to speak of ribaldry. But I am old, me list not play for age, Grass time is done, my fodder is now forage. This white atop writeth mine older years, Mine heart is also moulded as mine hairs, And I do fare as doth an open erse, That ilke fruit is ever longer worse. Till it be rotten in mullock or in stray, We older men I dread so far away. Till we be rotten, can we not be ripe? We hop away, while that the world will pipe. For in our will there stricketh iron nail To have a hoary head and a green tail, As hath a leek. For though our might be gone, Our will desireth folly ever in one. For when we may not do, then will we speak. Yet in our ashes cold does fire reek. Four gleeds have we which I shall devise, Vaunting and lying, anger covetise. These forty sparks belonging unto eld, Our older limbers well may be unwelled. But will shall never fail us, and that is sooth, And yet have I always a colter's tooth, As many a year as it is past and gone, Since that my tap of life began to run. For sickly when I was born anon, Death drew the tap of life and let it gone, And ever since hath so the tap be run, Till that almost all empty is the tun, The stream of life now droppeth on the chime, the silly tongue may well ring and chime of wretchedness that passeth is full yore. With oldy folk, save dotage, is no more. When that our host had heard this sermoning, he gan to speak as lordly as a king, and said, To what amounteth all this wit? What? Shall we speak all day of holy writ? The devil made a reeve for to preach, as of a suitor, a shipman, or a leech. Say forth thy tale, and tarry not the time. Lo, here is Detford, and his half-past prime, Lo, Greenwich, where many a shrew is in. It were high time thy tale to begin. Now, sirs, quoth then this Oswald the Reeve, I pray you all that none of you do grieve, Though I answer, and somewhat set his hove, For lawful is force off with force to shove. This drunken miller hath he told us here, How that beguiled was a carpenter. Paraventure in scorn, for I am one, and, by your leave, I shall him quite anon. Right in his churlish term is will I speak. I pray to God his neck might to break. He can well in mine eye see a stalk. 
but in his own he cannot see a bork. End of prologue to the Reeve's Tale. The Reeve's Tale. At Trompington, not far from Canterbridge, there goes a brick, and over that bridge, upon the which brook, there stands a mill. And this is very sooth that I you tell. A miller was there dwelling many a day, as any peacock he was proud and gay. Pipen he could, and fish, and netters beat, and turn cups, and wrestle well, and sheet. I by his belt he bar a long pavada, and of his sword full trenchant was the blade. A jolly popper bare he in his pouch, there was no man for peril durst him touch. A Sheffield whittle bare he in his hose, round was his face, and Camus was his nose. As pill as an ape's was his skull, he was a market-beater at the full. There durste no wish to hand upon him legger, that he ne swore anon he should a beggar. A thief he was, for sorth of corn and meal, and that a sly and used well to steal. His name was Hotten Dana Simican. A wife he had, come of noble kin, the parson of the town her father was. With her he gave full many a pan of brass, for that Simkin should in his blood a lie, she was if fostered in a nunnery. For Simkin would in no wife, as he said, but she were well nourished and a maid, to save in his estate and yeomanry, and she was proud and pert as is a pie. A full fair sight it was to see them too, on holy days, before her he would go with his tippet he bound about his head, and she came after in a sheet of red, and Simkin had a hosen of the same. There durst no wish to call her ocht but dame, none was so hardy walking by that way, that with her either durst a raja or play, but if he would be slain by Simikin, with pavada, or with knife, or bodikin, for jealous folk be perilous evermore. Algate, they would their wives wend her so, and eke, for she was somewhat smutterlish, she was as dignan as water in a ditch, and so full of hoker and bismere, her thought that a lady should her spare, for her kindred and her notel rye, that she had learned in the nunnery. One daughter had a they betwixt them two, of twenty year, withouten any mo, saying that a child was of half-year age, in cradle it lay, and was a proper page. This wench thick and welly grown was, with camusa nose and iron grey as glass, with buttocks broad and breasters round and high, but right fair was her hair, I will not lie. The parson of the town, for she was fair, in purpose was to make of her his hair, both of his chattels and his messuage, and strange he made it of her marriage. His purpose was for to bestow her high in some worthy blood of ancestry, for holy church's good may be dispended on holy church's blood that is descended. Therefore he would his holy blood honour, though that he her holy church he would devour. Great soken hath this miller, out of doubt, with wheat and malt of all the land about, and namely there was a great college, men called the Solar Hall at Canterbridge. There was their wheat and eke their malty ground, and on a day it happed in a stound, sick lay the manciple of a malady, men weened wisely that he should die, for which this miller stole both meal and corn, and hundred times more than beforn, and heretofore he stole but courteously, but now he was a thief outrageously, for which the warden chid and made far, but thereof set the miller not a tar. 
He cracked his boast, and swore it was not so. Then there were a younger, poorer scholars, too, that dwelled in the hall of which I say, testif they were, and lusty for to play, and only for their mirth and revelry upon the warden busily they cry, they gave him leave, for but a little stound, to go to mill and see their corn aground. And hardily they durst lay their neck, the miller should not steal them half a peck of corn by slight, nor them by force bereave, and at the last the warden gave them leave. John hight the one, and Aline hight the other. Of one town were they born, that hight a strother. Far in the north, I cannot tell you where, this Aline he made ready all his gear, and on a horse the sack he cast anon. Forth went Aline the clerk, and also John, with good sword, and with buckler by their side. John knew the way, him needed not no guide, and at the mill the sacker down he layeth. Aline spake first. All hail, Simon, in faith, how fares thy fair daughter and thy wife? Aline welcome, quoth Simkin, by my life, and John also, how now, what do you hear? By God, Simon, quoth John, need has no peer. Him serve himself behoves that has no swain, or else he is a fool, as Clark is saying. Our manciple, I hope, he will be dead. So work as I the wanges in his head, and therefore is I come and eke a line to grind our corn and carry it home again. I pray you speed us hence as well ye may. It shall be done, quoth Simkin, by my fay. What will ye do while that is in hand? By God! Right by the hopper will I stand, quoth John, and see how the corn goes in. Yet saw I never by my father's kin how that hopper waggers to and fro. Aline answered, John, and wilt thou so? Then will I be beneath by my crown, and see how that the meal falls adown into the trough that shall be my disport. For, John, in faith I may be of your sort, I is as ill a miller as is ye. This miller smiled at their nicety, and thought, All this is done but for a while. They weenen that no man may them beguile, But by my thrift yet shall I blear their eye. For all the slight in their philosophy, The more quainter knackers that they make, The more will I steal when that I take. Instead of yet flour, yet will I give them bren. The greatest clerks are not the wisest men. As Willem to the wolf thus spake the mayor, Of all their art ne count I not a tear. Out at the door he went full privily, when that he saw his time softly, he looked up and down until he found the clerker's horse, there as he stood he bound behind the mill, under a leavesel, and to the horse he went him fair and well, and stripped off the bridle right anon. And when the horse was loose he gan to gone towards the fen, where wild mares run, forth with wahi through thick and eke through thin. This miller went again, no word he said, but did his note and with these clerks played, till that their corn was fair and welly ground, and when the meal was sacked and debound, then John went out, and found his horse away, and gan to cry, Haroo, and well away. Our horse is lost, a line for God's bones, step on thy feet, come off, man, all at once. Alas, our warden has his palfrey lawn. This a line all forgot, both meal and corn, all was out of his mind, his husbandry. What? Which way is he gone? he gan to cry. The wife came leaping inward at a wren, and said, Alas, your horse went to the fen, with wild mares as fast as he could go. Unthank came on his hand that bound him so, and his that better should have knit the rein. 
Alas, quoth John, a line for Christus pain, lay down thy sword, and I shall mine also. I is full wished, God wait as is a row. By God a soul he shall not escape us bathe. Why and had thou put the capel in the lathe? Ill hail, Aline, by God thou is a fawn. These silly clerks have full fast y run toward the fen, both Aline and eke John, and when the miller saw that they were gone, he half a bushel of their flour did take, and bade his wife go knead it in a cake. He said, I trow the clerk is where afeard, yet can a miller make a clerk's beard, for all his art, yea, let them go their way. Lo, where they go, yea, let the children play. They get him not so lightly by my crown. These silly clerk is runnin' up and down, with keep, keep, stand, stand, yossa wadarera, go whistle thou, and I shall keep him here. But shortly, till that it was very night, they could a not, though they did with all their might, their capel catch, he ran away so fast, till in a ditch they caught him at the last. Weary and wet as beasties in the rain, comes silly John, and with him comes Elaine. Alas, quoth John, the day that I was born, now we are driven till heathing and till scorn. Our corn is stolen, men will as fun as call, both the warden and eke our fellows all, and Nemily the miller well away. Thus plain John, and as he went by the way toward the mill, and byard in his hand, the miller sitting by the fire he found, for it was night, and for the might they not. But for the love of God they him besought of herberow and ease for their penny. The miller said again, If there be any such as it is, yet shall ye have your part. Mine house is straight, but ye have learned art, ye can by arguments make in a place a mile broad of twenty foot of space. Let's see, now, if this place may suffice, or make it room with speech, as is your guise. Now, Simon, said this John, by Saint Cuthbert, I is thou merry, and that is fair answered. I have heard say, men shall take of two things, such as he finds, or such as he brings, but specially I pray thee, hoster dear, gar us have meat and drink, and make us cheer, and we shall pay thee truly at the full, with empty hand men may not hawk as toll, lo, here our silver ready for to spend. This miller to the town his daughter send, for ale and bread, and roasted them a goose, and bound their horse he should no more go loose, and them in his own chamber made a bed, with sheets and with shallons fairy spread, not from his own bed ten foot or twelve, his daughter had a bed all by herself, right in the same chamber, by and by. It might no better be, and cause a why, there was no rumour heberow in the place. They suppen, and they speaken of solace, and drinken ever strong ale at the best. About a midnight went they all to rest. Well had this miller varnished his head. Full pale he was, fordrunken and naught red. He yoxed, and he spake through the nose, as were he in the quacker or in the pose. To bed he went, and with him went his wife, as any jay she light was and jolliff. So was her jolly whistle welly wet. The cradle at her bed's feet was set, to rock, and eke to give the child to suck. And when that drunken was, all in the crock, to bed went the daughter right anon, to bed went Elaine, and also John. There was no more, needed them no dwell. This miller had so wisely but ale, that as a horse he snorted in his sleep, nor of his tail behind he took no keep. His wife bare him a burden full strong, Men might their routing here in a furlong.
The wench routed eke for company. A line the clerk that heard this melody, he poked John and said, uh, Sleepest thou? Heardest thou ever such a song ere now? Lo, what a compline is he meld them all! A wilder fire upon their bodies fall! Who hearkened ever heard such a fairly thing? Yea, they shall have the flower of ill ending. This longer night their tiders me no rest, but yet no force all shall me for the best. For John, said he, as ever may I thrive, if that I may, yon wench, will I swive. Some easement has lawry shapen us, for John there is a law that saith thus, that if a man in one point he aggrieved, that in another he shall be relieved. Our corn is stolen, soothly it is no nay, and we have had an evil fit to-day, and since I shall have none amendment against my loss, I will have easement. By God's soul it shall none other be. This John answered, A line, avise thee, the miller is a perilous man, he said, and if he that out of his sleep abrade, he might do us both a villainy. A line answered, I count him not a fly, and up he rose, and by the wench he crept. This wench lay upright, and fast she slept, till he so nigh was, ere she might espy, that it had been too late for to cry. And shortly for to say, they were at one. Now play a line, for I will speak of John. This John lay still a furlong way or two, and to himself he made ruth and woe. Alas, quoth he, this is a wicked jape. Now may I say, that I is but an ape. Yet has my fellow somewhat for his harm, he has the miller's daughter in his arm. He answered him, and hath his needers sped, and I lie as a draught-sack on my bed. And when this jape is told another day, I shall be held a daff or a cockenay. I will arise and answer it by my fay. Hardy is unsully, as men say. And up he rose, and softly he went, Unto the cradle, and in his hand it hent, And bare it soft unto his bedder's feet. Soon after this the wife her routing leet, And gan awake, and went out to piss, And came again, and gan the cradle miss, And groped here and there, but she found none. Alas, quoth she, I had almost misgone, I had almost gone to the clerk's bed. Eh, benedicite, then I had foully sped. And forth she went, till she the cradle fanned. She groped away further with her hand, and found the bed, and thought not but good, because that the cradle by it stood. And wist not where she was, for it was deck, but fair and well she crept in by the clerk, and lay full still, and would have thought asleep. Within a while this John the clerk upleap, and on his good wife laid on full sore. So merry a fit she had not had full yore, he pricked hard and deep as he were mad. This jolly life have these two clerkers had, till that the third a cocker began to sing. A line waxed weary in the morrowing, for he had wonken all the longer night, and said, Farewell, Malkin, my sweet wished, the day is come, I may no longer bide, but evermore, where so I go or ride, I is thine own clerk, so have I hailer. Now, dear Liman, quoth she, go fair wailer, but ere thou go, one thing I will thee tell, when that thou wendest homeward by the mill, right at the entry of the door behind, thou shalt a cake of half a bushel find, that was ye make of thine own meal, which that I helped my father for to steal. And good Liman, God save thee and keep. And with that word she gan almost to weep. A line uprose and thought, ere the day door I will go creepin' in by my fellow and found the cradle with his hand anon. 
By God, thought he, all wrong I have misgone, my head is totty of my swink to-night. That maketh me I go not aright, I wot well by the cradle I have misgo, here lie the miller and his wife also. And forth he went a twenty-devil way, unto the bed there as the miller lay. He weaned it to have creeped by his fellow John, and by the miller in he crept anon, and caught him by the neck and gan him shake, and said, Thou, John, thou swinous head, awake, for Christus' soul, and here a noble game, for by that lord that is called St. James, I have thrice in this shorter night swived the miller's daughter bolt upright, while thou hast as a coward lain aghast. Thou false harlot, quoth the miller, hast, ah, false traitor, false clerk, quoth he, thou shalt be dead by God's dignity, who durst to be so bold to disparage my daughter that is come of such lineage, and by the throat a bowl he caught a line, and he him hent dispiteously again, and on the nose he smote him with his fist, down ran the bloody stream upon his breast, and in the floor with nose and mouth all broke they wallow as do two pigs in a poke, and up they go, and down again anon, till that the miller spurned on a stone, and down he backward fell upon his wife, that wist a nothing of this nice strife, for she was fallen asleep a little wicht with John the clerk that had waked all the night and with the fall out of her sleep she brayed, Help, holy cross of Bromholm, she said, In manners to us, Lord, to thee I call, Awake, Simon, the fiend is on me fall, Mine heart is broken, help, I am but dead, There lieth one on my womb and on mine head, Help, Simkin, for these false clerks do fight, This John start up as fast as e'er he might, And groped by the walls to and fro to find a staff, And she start up also, and knew the estress better than this John, and by the wall she took a staff anon, and saw a little shimmering of a light, for at an hole in shone the moon a-bright, and by that light she saw them both the two, but sickerly she wist not who was who, but as she saw a white thing in her eye, and when she gan this white thing a spy, she weaned the clerk had heard a volupair. And with the staff she drew eye near and near, and weened to have hit this a line on the full, and smote the miller on the pillared skull. And down he went, and cried, Harrow, I die! These clerkies beat him well, and let him lie, and grithen them, and take their horse anon, and eke their meal. And on their way they gone, and at the mill-door eke they took their cake, of half a bushel flour, full well ye bake. Thus is the prouder miller well ye beat, and hath he lost the grinding of the wheat, and paid for the supper every deal, of a line and of John that beat him well, his wife is swived and his daughter alls, lo, such it is a miller to be false, and therefore this proverb is said full sooth, him thou not win and well that evil doth, a guiler shall himself beguiled be. And God, that sitteth high in majesty, save all this company, both great and small, thus have I quit the miller in my tale. End of the Reeves Tale Read in Nottingham, England, on the 3rd of July, by Alex Foster www.alexfoster.me.uk